Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. day to, uh yesterday what you uh, what you, oh you're gonna talk about your day you already told me but go ahead and tell the people so you know i got up i was like and we go it's huntsville uh, uh huntsville restaurant week so i'm trying to support local businesses and local uh eateries and diners and stuff like that <laughs> so <laughs> uh i didn't know what i wanted to eat there's so many choices now which is awesome so i went to stove house and I was like, am I going to eat the, off the Mexican truck? Where is Stove House? Uh, it's right down the street from 805. Uh, but, yeah. So they have it set up. They don't have everything open yet. But when it's done, it's going to be dope as fuck. Poor House wasn't open because I was there earlier. It didn't open until 4. I didn't realize that. So I ate at a Fresco Grill. Which is like a Mediterranean uh, Chipotle. Ooh. And that was awesome. That sounds really good. I got the wrap. I wish I had gotten a bowl. Mm, I love bowls. Yeah. But I wish I had gotten a bowl. Um, But yeah, once that shit gets done, it's going to be really dope. But so, um, I went to Campus 805 the other day. So, I just started driving. And I wound up being like, I'm going to go to Fayetteville. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't live here, Fayetteville is uh, in Tennessee. Yeah, it's like but an it, hour. It's not even an hour. Is it closer than an hour? It's like 45 minutes? I didn't go all the way to Fayetteville. I just went across the state line. Uh-oh. I went, uh, I think it's just, I was in Lincoln County. Okay. But, yeah, I, I went to the Magic Mile. <laughs> I got a couple of scratch-offs. I got uh, I spent eleven dollars in scratch offs. I won twenty on one of them, mm-hmm. and then my ignorant ass fucking gambled with that twenty, and I lost everything. <laughs> but I still only lost eleven dollars. And then while I was there, I got some forties. You sounded so southern when you said that forties. <laughs> so I just finished my uh Budweiser forty. I had a uh, Miller High Life because I was feeling ratchet yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh, Miller High Life. That takes me back. I drank that shit so fucking quick, too, because it was hot as fuck out here. <laughs> I noticed, you know, I've noticed that when I'm drinking alone, I drink way faster than when I'm drinking in public. Yeah. Because I will be at home and I will be fucked up in like 30 minutes because this is what happened to me the other night when I was drinking beer. I think I had like three beers in thirty minutes, and I like, damn, like I was pouring and drinking, and just pouring and drinking, and not even thinking about it. And I wonder why that is. What were you drinking? Um, what was I drinking? Stella, the Stella cider. Classy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I fucks with it. Trying to keep it light, you know, you know what I'm saying? Light, bright. Light, because I, I <laughs> literally have to get back in the gym. Like, I keep saying it, but I have to. Bro, I start looking at gym memberships. 24-7 is bullshit. 24-7 is expensive, and everybody be like, you should go to 24-7. I'm like, bro, Planet Fitness is $10. <laughs> right, and then, like, you don't, you're not locked in for a whole year, are you? Mm, no, I think with most gym membership contracts, you're locked in for it. Because I feel like 24 hours is bullshit. Like, you pay all that shit up front. Space this shit out for me, bro. <laughs> like, I don't, like, <laughs> this is random. That's why I didn't sign up for Match.com, because well, no. they took everything out at once. If we're paying per month, I could deal with that. Right. I don't feel like dropping $150 for some shit that might not work. So, no, 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 no. So, I didn't know that that's what you meant. So most gym memberships, it, you are locked in into some kind of a contract for a certain amount of time. Yeah. But you don't have to pay for all of that year up front at all of the gyms. Right. Like with Planet Fitness, there was like an initial fee. I think it's like a $25 like regi- regi- something. Yeah, yeah. registration and it's $10 a month from there. Yes. I can fucks with that shit. I mean, I could afford to do the shit, but. You don't want to. I don't, you don't want have to. to. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why, Why do I want to give you three hundred fifty <laughs> when I could just give you forty seven fifty for right now? And then it's small, easy, affordable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want to complicate this? I am in that percentage of Americans that cannot afford a four hundred dollar <laughs> miscellaneous <laughs> expense. Guilty. No, just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I start looking at gym shit. Cause, and I was like, I don't feel like going to fucking Planet Fitness. Like, I want to be able to, like, if I do, like, get a burst of energy, be like, yo, let me run this to- uh, 24-hour. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's right down the street. But I've been thinking about it, too. But that, And then also, I know that shit is like a club in there. <laughs> I hear a lot of bookworm yeah. people being 24-7. Yeah. I haven't seen not one bookworm person in Planet Fitness. <laughs> and Wendy used to go to 24-7. Mm. And she said it was just like people just trying to fuck and everything. I'm like, yeah. I mean, granted, they trying to fuck Wendy. They ain't gonna be trying to fuck. And <laughs> 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 we're like, yo, juice is out here, thick boy. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> but, no. bro, I'm about to take this. Like, I'm feeling myself. I'm about to take this shit to a whole nother fucking level. We gonna get laid, bro. <laughs> Do it, nigga. Do it. I'm with I, it. We got my new cologne. Even though I didn't sweat that shit all the way out today. <laughs> like, <laughs> it ain't worse to be like, yo, you like, oh, I smell it good. <laughs> and then, like, you sweat all that shit out. You like, nah. I don't smell like none of my cologne at all right now. Dude, when people tell you you smell good, I, I value those kind of compliments. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. love when people tell me I smell it's good. It's my love language. <laughs> I'd be like, do I? You know, I was say, Shut the up. Ba- <laughs> now, I did have a full-on, like, uh, bougie, like, I tried on different colognes. Well, I didn't try them on. I went thinking I was going to get the cologne I always get, which is uh, Prada uh, Luna Rossi. Ladies, if... uh. You will love that cologne if you want to get it for your man. Sounds like uh, Ellen DeGeneres' wife. <laughs> Portia <scared>. DeRossi, yeah. <laughs> She's always gorgeous, too. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Luna Rossi. I don't get the sport because I don't fuck with that shit. 
<laughs> I just get the old school that, and then they didn't have that, of course. You know what you need to try too. That I feel like you'll like, especially with the shit that you got is um Mont Blanc. I was about Legend to. Spirit in the white bottle. Yeah, that shit is sexy. You trying to get the bitches? That shit got some pheromones in it. Okay. <laughs> know what I'm buying next? Because the way she said, take si- note. <laughs> the way she says sexy, I was like, oh yeah, you that better shit gonna take work. note. But uh, so I'm one of those. I I can do change. I can do stuff like that. But I gotta. Like if I'm gonna do this deep dive, like fuck, like you know, let's do it. Like I'm gonna buy something today, get my money. Like that's how I be like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I'm buying cologne today, so I start trying shit. I'm sniffing everything they got. They gave me the coffee thing. The coffee the, beans. Like I'm out here just trying shit. <laughs> like and then I like fresh smells. Me I don't too. like. I don't. I like clean. Fresh light smells. I don't like, especially in colognes. Like I don't like the super spicy, like pepper, peppery kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I was so. And then like reminds me of like somebody's granddaddy. And then the lady, like (laughs) when she first was trying to see, like I guess like where my palate, I guess palate or what else. Yes, yes. Like uh, she was like, this is a lot of people like this, and it was a, it was Prada black. So I tried it was, but it was peppery. And I was like, mm, nah. And then I tried. It was one of the Hugo bosses, and it was almost peppery. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like this shit. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I literally tried almost everything. And I was about to call it quits and just be like, yo, I'm going back to Polo Blue. <laughs> like, I was going with the shit I started with. Polo Blue will never fail you. I know. That's why I was like, yo, I'm just going to get a big-ass bottle of Polo Blue, and I'm going to be good. Chanel Blue is good, too. I didn't try the Chanel's. That was after I smelled the Versace. I'm just going to send you a list. Um, Allure, Chanel Allure also smells really good. Like, I, I had to get my... And then I was going to get... My brother has Gucci, which I wore at Doug's wedding. Like, and that shit... Which I, Gucci? Is it Gucci Guilty? It was. It's not as light as I usually go, but I was willing to go with his because it stayed on me. And then, like, when I was at the airport the next day, this woman walked by. She was like, "You smell good." And I was thinking, you know, she can't smell all the alcohol coming out my face, so she smelled this Gucci. Like, I'm about to get on this shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I was like, if I gotta buy something new, I'm gonna get this shit. No, but smell, then, smells are important. Developing your smell is very important. You should see my. My perfume collection. Like, my go-to is, you know, that product was always hitting, like, because every, like, most women would like it because, like, like it smells really, because it's not overwhelming, but it's also, like, got a distinct smell to where it's, like, it complements well, especially if you wear, like, Dove men's, mm. like, the cleaner ones, mm-hmm. and it, like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's... I'm trying to think of some other. Man, we're like, some bougie ass fucking niggas. <laughs> what kind of cologne do you wear? I started with Curve, other, like men's cologne. Man, Curve used to get all the bitches. Back yes, the day. hey, that's the high school go to man. Like you, you try to step your your foot into it. Curve really got them pheromones, but so did um, 
Curb and Victoria's Secret, very sexy for him, used to be really big in high school. Um, I th- I felt like then, as long as you didn't have like Axe body spray or a bod, you were fine. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, this nigga is out here wearing cologne. What other men's cologne smell good to me? Oh, I like the John Paul Gaultier. Um, it's the one. So all of the John Paul bottles are shaped like a fucking like a chip. ripped ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bus. I know where you're man. talking. About. Well, not even bus because there's no head, but still. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the one. It's either the one that's like all blue or the one that's in the blue one with the, the stripes. stripes. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That one smells really good. Um, it's the. I also thought about getting the one. I can't remember. It starts with it's like polka something. It has like a weird like bottle. It's almost like Paco Rabanne. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay, that's a popular one, but I don't know if I like Paco Rabanne. Like when I smelled it, I was like, I don't know if I can wear this shit. Oh, Polo Red actually smells really good. I don't know if you've smelled. That's it. what Chance used to wear. Really? Hmm. Yeah, Polo Red. Think so. Yeah. Um, you really, honestly, cannot go wrong with a lot of like Ralph Lauren polo shit, or or most of the Chanel shit either. Polo blue was my shit for the longest. Like polo blue was mine. I I think Chance had polo red. It might have been polo blue red. The or... one in the blue bottle with the silver top. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Matt used to wear. Man, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to spray that shit, so he got me like a teddy bear before we left for college, and I sprayed it with that, and it smelled like that for so many years. And I just threw the teddy bear away when I when it was over. <laughs> fuck that bear. <laughs> uh, that shit. I, I wore so polo good. blue. Chance wore either polo red or the one with the orange. He. I'll, if I smell it, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like it, it smelled really good. And then now, like everybody, when they smell, it, like this chance is fucking cool. But uh, my go-to is uh, Bombshell by Victoria's Secret. Ooh. I feel like I don't know. It works with my body chemistry a lot, and I get the most compliments when I wear it. What else did I used to wear? It was something that was somewhat basic. Cameron always like polo black. That's Cameron's go-to. I don't know if I like polo black. Like, it worked for him. Like, that's the other thing about uh, colognes. It's not going to work for everybody. But that's why I felt like like that Prada shit was my shit. <laughs> I also had Burberry. Burberry was it was a lighter scent. It was, it was kind of more feminine than you usually go to. But it was I liked it. Burberry definitely had its moment, especially with the women's perfumes. There was Burberry Brit, Burberry Weekend, the Burberry Classic that people went crazy over for a long time. Now, for women, I think the most popular is still um, Flower Bomb. I don't know if you've ever smelled that, but that shit smells good. It's It's like... Sweet, but not like too sweet. It's like sweet and soft, but like slightly, 
slightly spicy at the same time. Like, not even spicy, spicy, but, like, sandalwood kind of spicy. I wish I could be, like, a super manly dude, be, like, uh, have, like, hints of tobacco (laughs) or uh, leather. Leather. (laughs) 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 Like, I can't, I'll come in, like, somebody, somebody just shine some shoes or something. That shit don't wear my body right. Oh like, my god! I wish I was like that, like that masculine that I could pull that shit off. That's a fucking uh, haberdasher type, nigga. right? Like, I, like I, I ain't there yet. <laughs> That's hilarious. What do you, what do you like women to smell like? More sweet or more f- like floral or more light, more clean? I like light clean scents on everybody, just all the way around. Yeah. Like, I don't want to Dolce be and Gabbana light blue is a good women's one for yeah. light. And the cool woman, I don't know if you've ever smelled the cool woman, the woman version of cool water for men. No, I've never smelled that. But I probably actually have that on me right now, actually. If you want to smell it. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah, we're here. <laughs> oh my God, how do we get into fucking perfumes and colognes? Because I'm a bougie bitch. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, yo, I enjoy, like, man, I'm dope as fuck. <laughs> Let <laughs> these hoes know. Like, fuck all this. Wait, wait Who is Juice? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Juice? <laughs> Let these niggas know. <laughs> like, bro, I'm fucking dope as fuck. Like, get in your bag. That's what I'm talking about. It's slowly getting worse too. Like I just be going places and be like, yeah, go get some cultured experiences. Yeah, let me let me let me go spend my money on some shit today. I work hard today, (laughs) but like I don't know what it is. Like, bro, I finally I finally got the uh, barber that I always wanted. Mm. (laughs) My waves are fucking almost connecting again. Listen, a new barber will change your life. But yeah, and I found a stocking cap that worked. Oh, for did me. you see my new shit? Look at my new shit. No, flowers. I'm cute. <laughs> you, you are cute. <laughs> my bro, I told you when you walked in the house the other day, I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, my crush noticed today. He was like, Oh, you got a haircut? I was like, Yeah, you see it. <laughs> yeah, I got a haircut. <laughs> I, like, the shit that uh, makes me. Fucking like the stupid shit that I'll be like, man, I do need a girl. Is when I be getting these dope ass fucking haircuts now. I don't be having nobody to send this shit to. All these other niggas flaunt and they send their shit to girls. I'm like, nigga, (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, get out here in these social media streets, post selfies. Just whenever you get a fresh face, that's the best time to post a selfie. I'm not good. You gotta practice. You gotta. Find your angles. Find your nobody just started taking selfies and was bomb at it. Okay? Everything is practice. I'd be feeling like a dumbass uh, I don't know, that's some inner confidence bullshit. It is. But we gonna get there. We are. Slowly but surely. It's happening right now as we speak. The awakening. <laughs> the renaissance. Bad bitch alert. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be juice punch up in here, not goo punch. Juice, juice punch. punch. <laughs> All right, now juice punch. 
Everybody, juice punch. Bro. I'm definitely about to make a shirt called Juice Punch. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on uh, that picture of Jordan Woods and uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Jordan Woods is fine as fuck. Yeah, she is. That shit, like. His like she legend status. Like I retweeted somebody was like, You know how thick you gotta be to make Megan the Stallion look just normal? <laughs> like it's like man, this bitch is bad as fuck. And then I remember when uh Chloe Kardashian tried to call her fat, like, no, nah, that's what an actual thick girl look like. <laughs> that uh thigh ass ratio is uh real. Yeah. She don't look like she uh, is Just a Barbie with sat a... two cakes on two little <laughs> legs. Yeah, I hate nah. that. Them thick ass, them drumsticks. Them ain't <laughs> like I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Like something they <laughs> made. This is some professional like and this. This <laughs> is in different areas. What the? <laughs> it actually matches right along. Like no <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that worked perfect. <laughs> Like, yeah, that uh, thigh to ass ratio is perfect. It's like, it's not something they <laughs> make. This is some professional, like, and this, this is in different areas. The fat is in different areas. Yes. This ain't no homemade shit. <laughs> Actually, it is. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Talking about that real thickness. Yo, her family got me from the South, and I hope I'm not related to that Woods family because. We gotta also talk about since we're gonna talk about Drake, like when did the thick craze, like when did the thick wave take over? When everybody like all of a sudden started calling women thick, but also starting wanting to be thick. Like was it early two thousands with um the way she moved and Buffy the body and all that? Yeah, that the video model and also one Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Because Crazy and Love Beyonce, if you look at that video, was thick as fuck. She was actually thin to me in that video. Her ass was fat, but her ass has always been fat. But, but like she looked like a, a Texas girl in that video. She was she in shape. She like a Texas girl now. She always goes look like a Texas <laughs> She thick now. That's uh, Like Beachella Beyonce was it. That's Alabama uh, homegrown <laughs> Negro. Cornbread <laughs> and taters. <laughs> mixed with that Louisiana. That Boudin. Mix that Creole with that Negro. <laughs> Get a Texas member. <laughs> that but, Boudin in the parking lot. But yeah. Um, back Louisiana. to our shit. Spain, New Spain. Okay, Spanish settlers in the French. Ooh, it's a lot. Spanish, French, Indian. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we are French Indian. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. Don't Elizabeth Warren me out here. Um, Bro, I do want to do your DNA test one day. That should me too. Now that I'm getting money again, I'm gonna really be serious about it. And we gonna go through the 
I'll just do that shit for a side project. Be like, yo, I traced your family history back. <laughs> I traced Wendy's to like the 1300s. You can do that. White people can do that. <laughs> I was gonna say like shit. It takes a lot for us Negroes. What were niggas do. doing in the 1300s? We do Chilling not in Africa. know. <laughs> Like, None of this bullshit over here. <laughs> like, bro, we gonna be here for forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. I'm sorry, ancestors. I was out of I was out of line. But anyway, what are we gonna start on? We were starting with Drake. Yes. Um, we were talking on the live, um, which promo, I guess. We we're doing that every before each episode. Now? Um, but we listened for the most part to the entire Take Care album. Yes, we did, man. Hits. If you are our age or older, that's that is some memory lane shit. That is, it was so nostalgic, but in a good way. Yep. I'm glad I'm not that emotional ass bitch that I was when this album dropped Bruh, because I'm glad I wasn't that emotional ass bitch when this <laughs> album dropped. <laughs> I used to sit in my Maxima and listen to motherfucking <laughs> listen to yeah. You remember the Maxi? One time for the Maxi, uh, listen to fucking uh, Marvin's room and just be like, damn, I'm Drake right now, <laughs> bro. Man, I used to just sit in the Grand Prix. <laughs> It's like smoking a blackened mouth. It's like, damn, Ooh. man. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Wow. Blackened mouth. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was definitely my feelings. Shout out to whoever I was crushing on at that moment. I remember exactly who I was crushing on at that moment. I think it's the same girl we've talked about numerous times because it was a wow. Man, she had me going through it. <laughs> it was nothing of her fault either. I was just a weird ass nigga. <laughs> I've improved as a person, so yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh but uh yeah. So um let's just go there. Uh so uh Take Care start I mean came out in November two thousand eleven. We were both very much still in college. Mm-hmm. Heavy, and, heavy, heavy. And we also used to spend our nights on Tumblr looking up crazy shit. <laughs> bro, getting I'm in on our Tumblr. Emotions. I'm on Tumblr right now. Just like. <laughs> it's just not the same, bro. It's not the same. And then also, that's also when, like, I saw somebody describe it as before the Tumblr tribe invaded Twitter. <laughs> Tumblr used to be our own separate organization. We were doing a lot of different things that on Twitter. Twitter was like just savage. Tumblr was so complex. There was so many different like communities on Tumblr. So many different holes you can fall into and find like so much shit. Man, Tumblr was like the encyclopedia of the internet. This is an encyclopedia (laughs) of emotions and sexuality. But also just like weird randomness to yeah like did you know nerds <laughs> yes whatever you your nerd category was anime too. nerds yeah it's like it's a place for you 
Like, and then the people would be like, I grew up, I, I never knew any black people to like anime. Shit, get on top where tons of niggas. Okay. <laughs> Chance the Rapper made a, uh, what you call a reference in um, Hot Shower. Tumblr? No, um, anime, Super Saiyan. Yeah. I feel like some, some, some like Super Saiyan manga. I feel like, uh-oh. <laughs> I feel like that's an accepted thing now. Being into anime as a black person, yeah, like and people being like, like Meg the Stallion got a lot of uh, people trying to like quiz her on her anime knowledge, but she was like showing that she wasn't just into that tsunami shit. It's like, bruh, we we all grew up on the internet. We all are into very different shit. Now I never got into into anime. Like I knew who people were, but I never I never really watched it or like. Watch character development. My my nerddom was comic books and uh, backpack rap. That was what I was into. It wasn't the. Uh, I gotta figure out this humming real quick. Like all that shit was explored on Tumblr, and like if you've been on the internet for any length of time, you've accepted that. Yeah, black people do everything, but the good side about Tumblr is. I also found out what the word limerence was. So you went on Tumblr with it. Yeah, like when I was in, when I was obsessed with a person, I found that on Tumblr. Hmm. See, I um, found out from actually, did I tell you last week who I found it out from? I was listening to um, Inner Ho Uprising. Oh. And they were talking about. having feelings for people but not like real feelings but just like it's usually like in a situation it's usually in a situationship type situation like where you don't really you don't really want love from this person but you just want the same amount of like energy and attention from them that you are giving them yeah uh one on my notes, I had uh, it's a strong desire of recipro- reciprocation of one's feelings. Mm-hmm. It's a cognitive and emotional state of being emotionally attached to, or even obsessed with another person. Uh, the other thing I had was love involves concern for the other's welfare and feelings. That's not necessarily what happens, and limerence. And I have definitely. I think that's like you you know the episode where I was talking about I've never been in love. Mm-hmm. That's what I was alluding to. Mm. It's just I didn't want to like go super be like, well yeah, I had a limerence of <laughs> Limerence to me is love adjacent. It is. It's not it's not like like it's not as light as like, but it's not as heavy as love. It's like right there in purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> in between yeah like and love it's like i could love you but that's not what this is right now but i really care about you i don't i mean i think you can care but i also think it's also like a certain selfishness in it to where you kind of want to possess somebody yeah it can get dangerous that way or like you want uh somebody to return your feelings for for you that you have for them and you obsess over it. And then eventually, 
like I was watching this video and this guy was talking. He uh, he's a therapist, like, uh, and he had a limerence and he actually left his wife for the girl he had a limerence for. Oh, how did that go? He said he got a divorce and within like two years they were divorced and then he remarried his first wife. Damn, she took his ass back. Yeah, because wow. he realized that he had fucked up. And he realized that he had been planning this future for somebody, and it was just you were almost looking at them as to complete the hole that you had. But Jeez. it's just a phase. It's not. It's not meaningful love. I guess that's the difference. Hmm. Not meaningful love. Yeah, it's not romantic love, I guess, to where you care for the feelings of somebody else. I wonder, though, like, what what is it that makes you feel that way about somebody, though? Like, how do you reach that point of unmeaningful love? <laughs> well, as somebody who's done that several times, uh, it's, a, it's a high you get a high, you read into somebody's emotions of, like, you spend a day with them. Like, when I was talking about that girl, like, we spent time in class, and we would do stuff, and I would read into everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when You just wanted all of her actions to equate to, like... No, I was reading most of them as she cares for me, but then it got to the point to where I realized that she didn't have the same feelings for me that I had for her. And that depressed me for a while until I was able to be like, it's not like she's saying you're a terrible person or you're ugly or nothing. It's just she doesn't feel the same way for you, bro. It's not the end of the world. (laughs) But when you're in the heat of it, you're like, this is the end of the fucking world. It's just so complicated because... But I also have to watch because that's a trigger for me I guess well, not like talking about it but like getting there mm-hmm. is a trigger that's why I've like, kind of had to reassess things and be like maybe I'm tripping I feel like I had limerence with a couple of guys and that is probably why I have always felt so like weird after things fizzle out because I'm just like what's wrong right yeah I've I've been there but this is also <laughs> why I've been able to, or or not even be able to, I've taught myself to, like, let shit go and move on quickly. Like, maybe? I don't know, because it was deeper than that, even, but not but it was quick, all the way. But it was quick, though. It was quick because, <laughs> yeah, it was quick. But see, that that's... <laughs> That's another that's another thing that I've learned too is to figure out what the fuck is going on earlier on in the scenario than later cuz I'm not trying to waste my time falling in limerence <laughs> and falling in love with a nigga and then finding out later that like they're not trying to do shit for real. Okay. I am more or less a hopeless romantic. <laughs> so, I kind of this is where I fall into that trap a lot. I'm like, well, maybe it could work out down the line. I I don't like. I'm strangely optimistic when it comes to relationships. 
even to where Same. that's a bad thing. But <laughs> that's the, I'm so pessimistic in everything else <laughs> in my life that it's wild to think that I'm optimistic in that part of my life. I'm optimistic and pessimist, pessimistic about relationships. Like, I'm always like, ugh, fuck these niggas. These niggas ain't shit. But at the same time, I'm still like, <laughs> I want to fuck these niggas. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> At the same time, I'm still just like, oh, but I want one day. Or every time, like, it's a new dude that's interested in me, I'm like, maybe. Oh, that's cute. I know. But um. I, it's been a while, man. It's it's been a while. I think it's been a long, 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 long time coming. But I know, but I know a change gonna come, bro. Also. When I, like when you talked about the limerence thing, and I said that I had a playlist on my iTunes about limerence, bro, it was really named limerence, and I had I changed it to the girl's name after a while. What? Yeah. Oh damn, that's deep, bro. That's <laughs> I still got that playlist. That, that shit is, is sick. Oh my god, bro. Oh man, that's some that's some depressing ass shit. Yeah, that's a lot of the Smiths and. Uh, the Cure, wow! Talking Heads, wow! You are yeah. so white. I'm just uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow! <laughs> like I was waiting for some Otis Red or something. Like, yeah, I was listening to a lot of the Cure, like some Al Green. <laughs> he, I mean, they on there too. It's just I was. That's what I was in my my alternative bag. Yeah. Like I would hear a Radiohead creep and start crying. <laughs> Somebody posted a picture on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw it, but it was like uh, the lunch table. I think you may have. No, it wasn't the same one. But it was basically like the lunch table seating seatings, uh, like a seating chart. But it had like different tables labeled by like different bands that you'd listen to. Yeah. And one of them was like it was like Radiohead and um, MGMT. And I was like, I was like, that's the table that I'm at, because <laughs> I didn't really know any of the other bands except for um, Tokyo Police Club and. Uh, I never got into like the. Uh, I guess that was. That's the shit the scene kids used to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I don't know, I can't, it, I can't not, even describe it's what not that emo, was. But it's like hyper emo. <laughs> it's like dance. I don't know. It's like emo electronic dance music. Right. <laughs> that shit only made sense in like, oh, God. Too many genres in one. And that was literally when it was hot, like super hot. Like that, like music is when like the suburbia jumps out of me. Like, mm. it's like you can tell like, <laughs> like on the outside, I just look like this uh, dark skinned big guy who probably listens to this gangster rap. No, I'm probably just walking around singing uh, <laughs> the Pixies, bro. That, that during those years, during those heavy Tumblr years, um, that's when I would I was like with the the hipster white kids in my major, like literally riding to Birmingham on the weekends to go to the Bottle Tree. I don't know if you've ever been to the Bottle Tree in Birmingham, mm-hmm. but they would have like all these little like dancey like. EDM, but also emo, but also like. <laughs> you know what's even crazier? I was at like HBCU, just totally just riding around listening to like <laughs> <laughs> the 
the Smiths. And like people like, what the fuck is he? The fuck like, is this nigga so, so I'm in this old school ass car wearing like Jordans and shit. And I'm getting out <laughs> playing uh fucking the strokes and Weezer. Now it was people that ain't up fucking with it, but it was like and for the most part people were like, yo, that dude's different. <laughs> <laughs> And I've also had to accept my weirdness. Like, I was talking to my sister about that. Like, it, it kind of goes into, like, the limerence thing. For so long, I didn't know how to act like a normal person. <laughs> so I did what I thought normal people did. And then that made me look even weirder. Yeah. So I think a lot of us did that and maybe still do that. I think we do. But Let's I think that's I think that's a part of like not just finding yourself but also hiding yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Because you're trying to you don't think people will accept the person that you are. Mm-hmm. So you try to make up an image of what uh you assume people would like about you. Mm-hmm. And then you realize people already liked you. Just quit being a fucking weirdo kid. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like to twenty six to realize that. <laughs> yeah, like man, when did I start actually just fully standing up in myself? Probably like twenty four, twenty five is when I was like, Man, fuck y'all. That's when I feel like I guess people started to notice me more, like on social media and shit. Like <laughs> the the infamous, like, oh, you done grew up, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I've been this way. <laughs> you just weren't around, but now I'm just uh, a little bit more centered in yourself, loud about it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared, you niggas. Because <laughs> I feel like I used to be pretty quiet and shy. You were like I was. Like, I was trying to think, like, I don't ever remember us having serious conversations until we were out of college. I mean, out I of high school. I didn't have serious conversations with any dudes, like, at all until I got to college. Like, my friends and my close friends and, like, the people that I confided in were always girls. It was never dudes. What changed? I guess because that's a big thing. Girls started getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> and still to this day, I texted Casey about some shit yesterday. I was like, man, like, my friends be getting on my nerves sometimes. And Women this, be it, tripping. Like, I never have the problems that I have with my girlfriends with any of my guy friends, ever. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Yeah. Usually, I don't know. Like, guy relationships are different. Like, we can be open with each other. And we can't even be emotional with each other, but we don't trip on certain shit. It's like, nigga, you probably tripping. Like, like if you ever, like, if somebody ever gets emotional, even if they're right for you, so you'd be like, but really? <laughs> Unless it's like some foul ass shit. Yeah. But for the most part, you'd be like, maybe I am tripping. Yeah. And you'll tuck that shit in. That's the difference. I really cannot put my finger on it. It just, I don't know. And maybe it's the inner tomboy in me. I can't even say inner tomboy because I be out here. <laughs> People think I'm a full-blown lesbian still to this day. Um, but maybe it's, I don't know what it is. I just feel so much more like comfortable around my guy friends. <laughs> what? 
People think I'm a lesbian too. Probably, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do think you're gay. Yeah, but it's all right, bro. It's Has cool. anybody said anything to you? Oh yeah, a couple people. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm like, she's not though. So. I love it. I mean, you really can't change anything, but but that also goes into what are the stereotypes of being uh, gay or lesbian. It's just that people don't know. It's just that I don't, I don't, I don't post shit about like my dating life other than niggas get on my nerves. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I don't post people. Like, that oh, I'm, she definitely likes women. Dude. Right. <laughs> I don't post people that I'm out with. I don't. Well, for one, I don't really even be out with niggas for real. Honestly, I went on a date last Thursday and pff, that was trash. And just as I thought, yeah. trash. <laughs> Like, I don't talk to that nigga no more. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I have nothing to... It was only last And you know, what's crazy is like, I was talking to him about it. Um, I forgot like how I even brought it up. <laughs> oh, I had... It was last week when we recorded and I posted um, the picture of me in my dress because I was cute. Like, I felt cute. I was like, yeah. I'm going on a hey, date. When you walked in, I was like, God damn! <laughs> I was like, oh Yeah. Going on a date. Uh, so I felt cute in my little dress, and he had said something about it. And I was like, Yeah, I was wearing this for our date tonight, but it's okay. Like, we can link up another night, which is why we end up linking up on Thursday. But um, no, he said something about it the next day, about my post the next day, because I didn't, I posted myself and I didn't have any makeup on. Uh, for all you hoes that think that I just be out here always fully made up and no makeup. I had on no makeup and a beanie, like literally just like chill bay vibes. Right. And he posted and he like sent like the heart face. And I was like, he was like, Oh, so you cute cute today. And I was like, actually I'm not like, I, he was like, nah, like you don't even, you don't even need makeup. And I was like, honestly, if I don't wear it, like most people think that I'm a lesbian. And he said something like, uh, he was like, what? Like, I can't see that. Like, why is that? I was like, mainly because I don't really post any dudes anywhere. And, like, I have tomboyish ways sometimes. And he was like, oh, you're going to post me one day. And I was like, oh, am I? And now look at us. <laughs> now, and nothing even happened for real. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You think it was just a bad day? It wasn't a bad day. We sat in the park. We talked for, like, an hour. Um, he had to go pick up his daughter, so nothing, you know, we didn't really get to do anything afterwards, but, like, we had a pretty good conversation. It wasn't awkward. At least I didn't feel awkward. He looked like he was a little nervous, but I didn't feel awkward. And, um... You're an intimidating person. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? Especially not, like, once, once I can get into conversation with you. Like, I'm not, I don't know. But yeah, after that, um, I just didn't hear from him, nigga. Like, he was literally like, I was getting the good morning texts and everything for like a week. And then. Man, my good morning texts never work out. Like, I need somebody <laughs> that, that shit worked out for to be like, give me advice. Two I or three days went by, I didn't hear from him. And I was like, so I guess you're just not feeling it anymore. And he was like, oh, no, my bad. Like, I had just, I fell asleep. And I was like, for two days. <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, it's cool. If not, I just noticed that things have kind of shifted. 
and uh, that was it. Like when stuff like that happens, do you like count it out? Like in the future, be like, well, or is it like do you, like sometimes I'll just put it. This might be wrong. Also, I'll put it like it didn't work out now, but it might it might be a timing issue. It might not be deeper than that. Or are you just like, nah, I'm just going to move on. Yeah. I think I should smoke probably cigarette. Just because, <laughs> uh, I think it's just because of the way that I'm emotionally wired. I can't, I cannot hold on to something like that without also still being able to make myself available to other people. I feel you. I feel you. And I know a lot of people think that's stupid, but that's just, I'm so, I don't know if there's a term for this, but I'm so like hardcore monogamous. Like I can't like more than one person at one time. I think it's maybe sexual. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. That's, that's a sector of demisexuality. To go back to the tie that in with, uh, like women and stuff like that. I think that's also part of it because when I fall, uh, for somebody or whatever, Sometimes I'll think sexually about them, but for the most part, it's mostly just like romantically. Yeah, and for the longest she time, not me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, it's some. Pe- I mean, it's been people, of course, but it takes. It's only been a handful of those people in my life. Yeah, that really like yo. <laughs> I don't even know what sound I can use. <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> oh, oh, you about to get it? You about to be barbecue chicken? It's going down. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you know what we need is the fucking uh, <laughs> the chicken and dicking one. The white woman was like, "Forget Netflix and chill, baby. I want some chicken, chicken and dicking." dicking. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. <laughs> we do. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean. I've I've been doing a lot of soul searching, like uh, sexually wise. Mm-hmm. Just thinking, I'm like, man, it's only been a handful of people. I'm just like, yo, like even the people I'll be like, you sexy as fuck. I don't really mean like I want to have sex with. You. <laughs> it's only a handful of people I've ever been like that with. Yeah, I feel like when I'm attracted to some, so there's two levels of attraction for me. I can either just recognize that you're an attractive person. And if I know you and I don't like your personality, you become less attractive to me. That's that's yeah. one point. Um, and then there are people that I'm just attracted to wholly, like 100% all the way around. Like personality, physically, your energy, just everything about you. I, I like. I love being attracted to somebody's energy. That shit is dope. It's yeah, me too. That's what I need in my That's, life. That, <laughs> that is where the limerence starts. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to be, be in love for forever. <laughs> forever, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, even with... Nigga, how many people got to... I can't... You're doing it too fast. Is this lowercase? Capital. Oh, okay, 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 I see. Even with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were drawing it for me. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking you were drawing Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Teacher training, bro. I know how to get it across to my uh, students. Uh, Perspective. But, 
Yes. Uh, even with her, I don't. That was purely. I don't know what it is, but that was purely sexual attraction. I don't know why. Hmm. And it's weird. I think it's because she had those physical traits that you like. Off the checklist, yes. But nothing else. Yeah. And that was disappointing. Isn't it? Doesn't that suck? I you like, like, it really makes you, like, the, they don't necessarily become ugly, but it just re- it's really disgusting. Yes. I know. <laughs> like, and everything they do, and you're like, yo, fuck this motherfucker. It's so cringy. Like, like, Ugh. like, I told people I liked you. <laughs> And how dare you get out here with these ugly ass posts that you making saying crazy Bruh. shit? Bruh. I liked you, bro. That it that is weird. I'd be genuinely disgusted at some of these niggas like, ugh. Gross. Like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> am I doing? Um Yeah, I'll be like that with a couple of people. And it's it's not really because either they turn me down or nothing. It's really just like I'm kind of upset with myself. Hmm. It's like yeah. yeah, I can feel that. It's like bro, you I can tripping. feel that. I can feel that. But that when I was looking at stuff about Limerick's thing, that was also part of it too. That people were talking about like when you come down, you're harder on yourself, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like why did I think that this shit was going like because the uh, the endorphins have worn off. The dopamine is gone, and you're just seeing <laughs> somebody without emotional attachment to them. So you're like, ugh. I guess it's similar to. <laughs> Let's go. Look, all right, fuck it. You know, <laughs> the whole joke about when you watch porn and then after you're done, you're like, ugh, what the? <laughs> you be like, how? I got a sick shit in my. <laughs> I didn't even know I was into this shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's- when- Oh shit. That's like, a good analogy. It's like that high is gone and you're just like Ugh. I'm literally about to just look up limerence on Tumblr right now. Naturally. Post says limerence. It's a noun. Coined by psychologist Dorothy Tinoff, limerence is loosely defined as a compulsive level of infatuation. In this state, the mind emotionally and physically projects romantic thoughts and desires to form or maintain a relationship with a particular person. It's a sense of love sickness portrayed by latter symptoms, the idealization of another person, extreme shyness or nerv- or nervousness around the beloved, <laughs> the beloved, <laughs> a fear of My rejection, beloved. which can drive one to despair, <laughs> intensely analyzing every word said by <laughs> the one they crave, experiencing physical symptoms when around the per- when around this person such as sweaty palms, heart palpitations <laughs> and other senses of euphoria when their presence is recognized by the one they desire. Okay, I am definitely in limerence right now. I think I am too. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, like I'm checking out like, okay. Yeah. Um yeah. I am in limerence right now. That's scary. I don't want to be in limerence with anybody. <laughs> limerence will fuck you up. 
remember to have you on Tumblr uh, scrolling through pages, looking up definitions like you got a term paper, dude. Nigga, you, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with me. Reading zodiac signs and compatibilities and I'm shit. Like, okay. I know I get along with Geminis and Leos. Yeah. Ooh, wow. that, should, that should be our first giveaway that Sagittarius are crazy. We get along with fucking Leos. All the crazy signs. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, we fucks with each other. It's like, yeah, you got problems. Fuck with me, too. Fuck with me. I got it. <laughs> a lot of my people are Leos. Had a lot of birthdays. <laughs> a lot of my friends are Leos. A lot of Everybody got a damn birthday in July. At the end of July. I have a lot of Cancer, Leo, and... That's the winter month babies. Virgo friends. Those are them cuffing season babies. <laughs> Nine months later, it's hot. <laughs> and a baby coming. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh So am I, and I'm so sad about it. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm just like, ugh. Here we fucking go. <laughs> no. We have so much in common, and it's so cute. Go with it. <laughs> <laughs> like the other day, we were, uh, I don't know, we were just talking randomly at work. And and uh, and that's another thing, too. It's a nigga at work. And I'm just like, I hate liking niggas at work. That shit is the devil. That shit is definitely the devil. At school or at work, yeah, that shit. Satan. But he said something about dear white people. Because I asked him, I think, or no, he asked me what I did. Uh, the night before, and I told him, like, I just chilled and watched Netflix. And he was like, oh, yeah, what'd you watch? And I was like, I'm, I was watching a bunch of different shit. He was like, I was watching Netflix, too. And I was like, where were you watching? He was like, uh, this show. And I was like, tell me what you were watching. But it was because white people were around, and he was talking about dear white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get triggered when you start. Like, when the new season came out, people were like, I can't, if we had a show called Dear Black People... <laughs> Like, boo, this is the third season. Y'all y'all do this shit every fucking year. Yeah, but when he said that, I was like, oh, you watch Dear White People? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Read the table. We like the same fucking shows. <laughs> Woo, God. Yeah. Um, Limerence. What? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> How, uh, God damn, you follow Limerence quick. I wish I've been working, first of all, for like, so many days straight, Dang, but I had already, quick. I had already, I had already peeped game like That's my first sense. day, and then when he came to me, I was like, "Oh, you like me too?" Oh, because I would have honestly, I think I could have kept it cool if he never said anything. I would have still just been like, "Whatever, go with, <laughs> go <laughs> with it, bro." We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's a nice transition though, because uh, yeah, we finally watched Dear White People. Yes, I did. So, uh, what did you think of uh, the third season? Okay, so for one, um, I still am trying to understand the role that um coffee shop girl plays oh other uh, than just like being in everybody's business but 
when she had that relationship or not even relationship one night stand with what's her name i was like brooke yeah i was like what well kelsey is the girl who works at the coffee date with brooke yes yes she somehow became one of my favorite characters this season brooke yeah like she got on my nerves like the first the first season last season she was really cool and this like now i'm like she's one of my favorite characters I never disliked her. I her voice though. I know the voice is what got me on the first season. I thought she was just this like bougie black princess, but they added complexity to her last season, and now this season. One thing, I'm sorry, I, I completely just <laughs> ran through everything you were about to start saying. Speaking on the whole, I guess it's the tying topic. Everybody this season was longing for somebody in some kind of way. Reggie was longing for uh, peace, which also he made attachment to uh, Blair Underwood's character. Mm, Moses. The fact that his name was Moses was very right. interesting, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Joelle, Joelle, is that how you say it? Uh, she was longing for Reggie. Lionel was longing for brown eyes. Um, Deontay. Yeah, yo, Deontay is my favorite character this season. He was very interesting. Like that, like when the first episode, I was like, "All right, this is kind of a cool character." And then, like seeing the range of like that they used him for, it was like, "This is also pretty cool." But you know what? What is also kind of a recurring theme in this season is that these people that we've mentioned so far. So Deontay, Kelsey, and um, uh, Moses all kind of played a role in helping the people that were looking up to them. They helped them find themselves. Yeah. I didn't even think about this, but do you think Deontay is part of the order? I feel like it. Like the order is still very weird to me, but I feel like why it. I don't get why they didn't use the order more throughout the the season, and then at the end they were like, "Yeah, let's get this order shit on." Yeah, I feel like it because he was a very like mother, yeah, like figure in the show. Yeah, and he was. De- I do like the fact that they didn't try to make it to where he uh he had a relationship with Lionel. Yeah. Like he made it very clear, like, no, this is like a little sibling right, cousin like, relationship. This ain't what this is. Right. Yeah. And like you put that out there and I thought that was pretty cool to make mm-hmm. it to where like 'cause usually they just try to make they try to make it seem like especially male homosexual relationships are just like anybody can get it. And that's not, not how true. any relationship really is. Yes. So um, I did like that. What else did I think about this season? Um, I thought that it was very interesting to see. Um, what the fuck is Sam's boyfriend's name? I don't Gabe. remember nobody's name. Gabe. I thought it was very interesting to see him on the flip side of the financial coin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. There's something about Gabe. I don't trust that name. That yeah, like like it's it's it's. it's it's almost like he's too woke as a white person. And I know a lot of that has to do with him being with Sam. I think But it's like he it's like he's so he's overly conscious about 
the way society works and and like white people's role in society and like he factors that into almost every single decision and it's almost like it's like an underground white savior kind of like yeah like i'm gonna be the unproblematic white person like he's not really saving anybody but he's 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 trying to be the un but all right if we go back to the first season they explore that a little bit more like he's the one that called the cops on uh at the party right and then also uh, remember when Reggie and Sam were getting close and he kept visualizing them having sex in all these old uh, black movies and yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, Like, they've explored that a little bit. And even using uh, how he claimed to be uh, a Native American, they've explored that. And it, I think that that is all because of a white guilt and the fact that he comes from a privileged background. He's trying to overcompensate for the fact that his parents are Republicans, his parents are millionaires, and he's dating this mixed-race girl, and maybe he he's dating that mixed-race girl. I feel all. like every character in... So, okay. Dear White People in general, obviously, is... Um, it's a microcosm of our society, yeah. basically. So, I feel like for every character... There's another character that is the exact opposite. Yeah, their inverse is always so, there. So, like, Coco and Kelsey were opposites because Coco didn't grow up with money and whatever else, but now she is this, you know, she, or she's pr- trying to portray herself as this bougie, rich bitch. Um, I think she's so gorgeous, too. I think she is, too. Like, usually, like, somebody being a bitch like in the show, I, mean, I hate her, but like she's like so gorgeous, she and I can is. understand how she became that person. And she looks so good though with her natural hair too. Yeah, like, if like, you ever just Google her, yeah, she's gorgeous. So is Joel. I love Joel's. Yes, I identify with her a lot, <laughs> especially <laughs> like during the first couple episodes where she was just like, "Am I trying? Am I fucking this whole shit up with Reggie? Like, what am I doing? Like." I'm thinking too hard. I'm like, man, I'd be doing that same shit. Like, <laughs> when you text me, I was like, I, I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like when you like, just like she said, when you're so used to everything like going wrong, and then finally you just get a normal ass situation. It's like, wait a minute, huh? <laughs> but I do feel like she tried to force a relationship with a nigga that was definitely not ready for a relationship. He wasn't ready. She was doing a lot of mothering. Yeah. And fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Are you my mother? No, bitch. <laughs> no, the hell I am not. <laughs> no, I am not. Um, I feel ba- like- You know what was also funny? What? Was Sheed, when he basically, like, let her know how he felt about her. Yeah. And she was just like, I, you know, it's, it's never going to be a thing because I just don't see you in that way. And, like. I got triggered. <laughs> fuck when that happened. I was like, oh, shit. But then it looked like she felt some kind of way when she found out that he ended up with a little Asian girl. It always be like that, bro. Right. Like, girl, you're going to have to it's, you pick one. Pick one. Either you don't want the nigga or you do. I feel like this whole episode is trying to trigger me. <laughs> but yeah, like it always be like that. Like, 
Let's go here. I try not to be that person to be like, women like damaged men. But <laughs> I think men and women both like to be saviors in some kind of way because we feel like that is what and not when I say we I mean a people yeah. we feel like that is what will keep somebody clung to us right they'll they'll respect me for being here and riding through with this and fixing them and I'm I'm their person I'm their comfort zone mm-hmm. I'm who they can come with and you know what I'm saying like yeah and that's come never to not come well, I mean even if you're <laughs> Could be both. I'm sorry. I think I do think it's funny that in this podcast you're like the one that says his dirty jokes all the time. And like, My bad. Well, yeah, come to also. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> but yeah, I and I think that people don't make uh, the connection that that's also being toxic. If you have to try and save somebody. Mm-hmm hoping that that will make them appreciate or stay around for you. Mm-hmm. That is a problematic relationship. Yeah. If you have to do anything to try to make somebody cling to you in a certain way that they don't naturally cling to you for, then it's not. Especially somebody with post-traumatic stress like Reggie has in it. Like that nigga was daydreaming about that gun being pulled on them then. And you could see, like I could see you, they made it very clear when his depression was taken over. Yeah. Like when he was supposed to meet up with her and he just stayed in all day. Just, just on the playing video, video game. game. Yeah. That's when I saw, or that's when everybody should have seen that, th- that he was going down from there. Like his roommate was even concerned. Like, yo, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what? Ranch, what's going on? <laughs> I do love uh, him having a white roommate. Like that kind of white roommate too. Yes. That shit is funny as fuck. But it was crazy also, like... I feel like I. that's another th- reason why I can kind of connect with Joel. It's just very crazy how fast the flip happened. Like, I don't know yeah. what triggered his flip. Was it finally, you know, he, I, I think he asked for something that he wasn't ready for. It was a be careful what you wish for thing. So he was all like, when are we going to make this official? Like, when are we going to tell people? He thought I was going to fix it. And, you know, Joel was like, hmm. You know, I don't really want to jinx it and ask me. Like, I literally posted that on Twitter the other day. I was like, why is it that when I save a nigga's number is when the shit goes awry? Like, <laughs> whenever I had taken nigga for off the 10 digits to the save a name and a special text tone is when it's like, oop, fuck boy. Now I'm going to be a fuck boy because you didn't actually, like, log me into your shit. So she finally was like, okay, like, I'm going to give in, which it honestly didn't take a whole lot of convincing because she was like, oh, well... Here we go. Yeah. And when everybody was coming to him, like, you know, what are y'all going to be called? What's y'all's couple name? And he was just like, it's just another day. And I was like, nigga, you were the main one. You got this fine-ass girl. Right. You got this fine-ass girl. You were the main one who was asking her when you was going to make this public for you. Like, I can't remember. It might have been his roommate, but she was like, you're dating that that beautiful brown-skinned girl. I was like, even a white boy out here recognizing that you got a fine ass black woman and you out here tripping now that like people know that y'all are a thing. Like you have been claimed. That's why it's so crazy. Also that not saying Joelle was trash, but the fact that she got jealous of his relationship with Moses, even though that proved to be toxic. I think she, she saw through 
what was happening though. Yeah, but in the beginning she didn't. She kind of was just like even when like Moses was seeming to be a a good person or whatever, and he was trying to. Uh, it's before they got re- really close. She started looking kind of weird when he got engaged with uh, talking to Moses that first time. She was like, oh, I thought we were going to get oh, good like boo stuff together. On, uh, when, when Moses was on the show with her, remember? They yeah, and Moses? then like that's when they, like, when they started talking right after the show, she kind of felt some type of way about that. And I wonder why. Like, I feel like there has to be like something. Like, it wasn't even a because of Reggie type situation. I feel like maybe she, because he would, this wasn't his first season on the show. Was it? Wasn't he, didn't he make an appearance last? I don't think so. John Carl Espito was on there last season. I don't think Blair Underwood was on there last season. Um, Now, granted, I didn't watch season two before. And on a side note, I totally forgot we recorded an episode about season two that we never released. We didn't release it? No, it's the one with me, even Terrell, talking about season two. What? I, I think about like remastering it and putting it out. That's funny. Like, it's a segment, at least. Um, Damn, I thought he was on last season. I don't think he was. I don't know. I felt like, I don't just the way that she wasn't feeling him, I just felt like it was something deeper than just like... Oh, my boyfriend is hanging out with him more than me. And it may be a perspective thing, but I felt like she was jealous because they were in the newness of their relationship and yeah. he was detached from their relationship. Yeah, already. no, that that's probably definitely what it is. I don't think I mean, it's possible that she could have been foreseeing something that that was there, but cuz you remember even when she found out about the whole Muffy thing, she kind of was taken aback at it in a way, but then when Reggie just flat out was like, no, that couldn't have happened, that's what she was like, wait, why are you saying that? Right. Which I've seen <laughs> my sister actually, when, uh, you know, the pastor John Gray, when uh, he uh, got into that shit a couple months ago where he supposedly got that girl pregnant, mm-hmm. and then my sister... Her husband were talking, and he was like, he couldn't have done that. She was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) If he had sex with her and she had a baby, he definitely could have done that. (laughs) Like, that's one plus one equals two. Like, that's not a far-fetched thing. In this case, one plus one equals three. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, I, I, I understand. I've seen that happen. So I don't know if she could foresee something from her initial engagement with them. This is this was an, also another example of um, separate the art from the artist situation because yeah. once again, uh, like even with Sam when she met um, Laverne Cox's character, and they even mentioned it in the show, like you have to. I get, or they said something about like being disappointed by your idols or your right. Never meet your idols, right? Um, they'll disappoint you. I felt like th- I wa- I really want to know like when the shift happened, but I felt like Moses was definitely trying to um, manipulate Reggie when the the scandal rumors came out to try to like get him on his side and yeah. like. 
he he basically was trying to make him make him feel like he cared about him and his future and whatever but he basically wanted Reggie to be his puppet that's what happens when you have a cult of personality like to where people like make you like this they build you up they have this image it's just like when some of the girls were talking about it be like before I met Moses I had never like the ones he didn't have relationships with they were like I never felt like I mattered and stuff like that that's like what cult leaders do mm-hmm. and so he tried to flip it the way that powerful men do it when they get caught but like, man you know that bitch came on to me bro yeah she kissed me and everything and I I told her no and then, and then, right, like, then the story changed then it became it was consensual right it's like Wait a minute, nigga. <laughs> Here I am, caping for you, and you gonna finally say that you actually did sleep with her? Like, I don't put shit past nobody, though. Me neither. On some real shit. Me either. But the way, but the way that she brought him that coffee or the muffin, I mean, at the coffee shop was still just like... It... Okay, granted, that may have been flirting, but as a teacher, you have to know the boundary. True. Like, absolutely. Oh my God, that led me to, um, I ended up watching um, We Belong Together or starting it on Netflix with Drea in it. Oh, how was that? Yeah, I mean, low budget as hell, but <laughs> it put it in my recommendations. I was like, let me just see like what her acting is like, basically. Uh, she basically played like the crazy bitch that was infatuated with her professor. Um <laughs> I, I haven't finished it yet, but she is like, she has PTSD because she was in the military and she's trying to do anything she can to like make sure that her professor is in love with her and only her, even though he's in love with his ex-wife. And it gets crazy to where she's trying to kill the wife and like. I think these Netflix movies be trying to check off boxes like they're written by bots. Do you ever see like on Twitter when uh, a bot will write a script about something after watching like a whole season of something. Mm, what do you mean? Like, I can't remember. It was some 80s show that a bot literally watched every episode of it and it they made the bot write a script based on it. Oh, this is what it was. It was a whole bunch of Hallmark movies. They made a bot watch like 36 hours of Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. And so they start writing a script <laughs> based on the Hallmark movies. <laughs> So it was like all this random stuff and be like Santa meets a uh meets a girl downtown. Like it's like a hybrid of literally every Hallmark movie. I feel like that's how these Netflix movies be like, all right, so we got PTSD in here. We got uh a college student with an inappropriate relationship. We have infatuation. Right. And we got black What's funny was the professor, he was a mythology professor and he was like, All mythology is basically about like deep romantic feelings and infatuation and death and i was like oh well that's foreshadowing <laughs> yeah like uh, i know where this is going romance romance and tragedy i think is what he said um 
Oh, speaking of that, that's the other thing that triggered it. Uh, so the Let Me uh, Tell You podcast, I think it was last week sometime, they posted a meme of, you know, uh, Lisa Simpson standing in front of the projector mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. And it said, only respecting women you're attracted to is not respecting women. And I was like, I repost- oh, I have reposted that before. Oh, word. I have reposted that before. Because people don't understand that. Like, if it takes a beautiful woman to be like, to get you woke or make you reconsider some shit and be like, oh, I, you know, I respect that woman, mm-hmm. that gorgeous ass uh, woman. <laughs> if they did that shit with uh, Tulsi Gabbard at the uh, the Democratic com- uh, primaries, the fact that everybody thought, saw that she was a beautiful woman. They were just like, yeah, she's right about issues. Like, no, that bitch is crazy too. <laughs> Be like, but so is Kamala Harris. So what are y'all? Yo, let's talk about this shit for a second. Everybody is on Kamala Harris's ass. What the fuck is wrong with these niggas? Like, you can see the uh, agenda going out for people to be. Uh, disaffected by this election mm-hmm. and for black people to stay at home be like, we're not voting for uh and if you look it's clearly a fake uh profile and all these niggas is reposting shit we're gonna fall for the same trap if we don't fucking get out of this shit it's crabs in a barrel all the time i am voting for whoever is the democratic nominee i don't give a fuck if it's bozo the clown I don't give a fuck if it's uh Drake, <laughs> if it's Flavor Flav, like on uh, Dear White People. That flip was funny. The fact that they made like Donald Trump's election, like what if Flavor Flav got yeah. elected president? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yo, all these niggas is wildin' and Cory motherfucking Booker. That Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid Coon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Kool-Aid Coon. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Uh, there's a saying in our community. Uh, you talk about the Kool-Aid. You don't even know the flavor. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, this nigga don't know the fucking flavor. Dipping in the Kool-Aid. And don't even know the flavor. How did, how did he get Rosario Dawson? That's what I'm still trying to understand. No, but when I said that uh, a couple months ago, you were like, so, like, when I had the picture of the uh, what he was wearing, I was like, how the fuck this nigga get uh, Rosario Dawson? He was like, just because the clothes? I was thinking, no, it's because this is Cory Booker. <laughs> it's the clothes and Cory Booker. The clout. The clothes and the clout. Like, Cory Booker was just uh, a lame-ass nigga that could dress dope. We were like, Okay. He's got good style, though. But he's a lame-ass nigga who can't dress. God, he's so lame. He makes... He, man, everything that Obama did for black nerds, he's just coming through just erasing all the coolness. He just ripped it all up. And then somebody today, uh, like, they said that uh, they had talked about... John the Capehart had talked about at his family reunion, he was talking to some of the older black people and they were all on Joe Biden's side. They were like, yo, we're going to vote for Joe Biden. And then they were getting at the issue that they think that only an older white man could take on Trump and make it head on. Mm-hmm. And then, so, after they said that, this one guy with the debates, and somebody said that, um, they were like, 
uh, they were talking about the squad. Um, Rashida, is it Talib? The lady from Michigan or whatever. And they were talking about uh, Alon Omar. Like, them, they were describing them as, like, being from the Midwest. And somebody was like, they're from the Midwest. That's like saying John Lewis is from the Deep South. Like, and then he deleted the tweet. Because John Lewis, as we've talked about, who's one of my personal heroes, who got his ass beat on the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, is definitely Southern as fuck. But it made me think about codified language. Like how, like for example, when you say urban, mm-hmm. you, you think black. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of how we got our name. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> uh, when people say working class, they mean white people. When people say uh, Southern, for the most part, they mean white people. Mm-hmm. Everyday Americans. White people. Real Americans. White people. Hardworking Americans. <laughs> it's like that Cat Williams shit. He was talking about when Obama was uh, running for president, or when he was actually elected. <laughs> and he was like going through the fact, but he was like, you open up a history book and what do you see about the presidents? White, 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 and then he's still going up in the polls. I I don't think he's a racist. I don't either, but I think he does have some toxic white masculinity that comes out at the worst. Like it's almost like he's trying to throw his own election. Like, like he's just tired at this point. I know. Like, like, you know what? <laughs> like at the end of the day, he is a seventy-eight-year-old white man. It's problematic. He's gonna have some problematic shit. He's gonna say. But I don't think he's a racist. I just think he's problematic. We're all problematic, but it's just like, he just says the dumbest shit. And you're like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? But that's, like, that's what, like, our language has always been codified so much to where we do shit like that every day. And then when other people, when, when people reveal the ugly parts of them, we're kind of just like either we do the, like the whole shock thing, mm-hmm. or we're like, "What do we do?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I, I just don't know. Biden will. This is why I think Biden will end up winning because Biden can almost say anything, and people just be like, "Yo, he ain't Trump." I think he. I think he will probably win the primary, even though. Man, I'm going with Elizabeth Warren. That's my OG. <laughs> or or uh, Kamala. Everybody, a lot of black people are so against Kamala. I saw a tweet just before I got here. It was like, so black people, you know, yeah. we we not remember we not voting for her, right? Like, and nigga, I'm just who like, the fuck are you? I'm voting for who the fuck I want to vote for. So, I, since when did we get to the point where we're telling communities like? 
whatnot, our own community. And he's a Bernie bro, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I am not. Bernie, if Bernie won the primary, which he ain't going to win the fucking primary, <laughs> it's the only way that I'd vote for Bernie fucking Sanders. I am not. Bernie ain't winning shit. No. I'm mm, sorry. Like, and these sore-ass losers are just going to try to tear down uh, Camel or, or Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren taking all Bernie's heat, though, because she out here with actual policies and shit. It ain't just the millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> We're taking over the banks. I'm just I'm tired of all the 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 we must speeches. Like I'm tired right. of it. Like it just speaks some com- like and that's what I think Biden is gonna slip in because it's just he's a middle of the road fucking Democrat. Mm-hmm. And it's turning off people like even I'm not a far leftist. Like this should be Bernie Sanders be talking about something. I'm like, I don't know, Bernie, you tripping. I am not a democratic socialist. I am a moderate democrat. I I'm, am I don't know what I am. I feel like I'm all over the place. I think I'm not conservative though. <laughs> I know that for a fact. I think you're fairly moderate. My sister is a conservative Democrat, but she is voting for Bernie. Hmm. Like my family was all over the place. My mom, who I joke is a secret Republican. I wonder who what my parents are, are looking at. I always joke that my mom is a secret Republican and she's a Trump supporter. <laughs> and then she'll look at me, but she'll never say nothing because, <laughs> like, every like, yo, bagger, <laughs> you're like build that wall, huh, ma? And then she'll just look at me. I think she voted for Ronald Reagan. That's what I always fuck with her about. Like, oh, you voted for Reagan? Oh, God. Oh, wow. Reaganomics. <laughs> she was like, I voted for Republicans before. But she gets mad when I ask her who she voted for. Like, she the only nigga I know that <laughs> won't tell me exactly who the fuck she voted for. That's none of your business, DJ. Why the fuck not? It's just none of your business who I vote for. Like, she act real white on that. You ask a white person who they vote for, they'll look at you like, huh. Even people I know voted for Trump won't say that they voted for Trump. That's true. <laughs> like, cool. It doesn't matter who we voted for. <laughs> like, they had this one dude on MSNBC the other day. Like, it was a family cons- a family of conservatives. The little It was a girl that's 17. She's going to be able to vote this next election. She said she can't vote for Trump. It's a white girl. And she was like, I cannot vote for Donald Trump. So I'm looking at all the Democrats. I like Kamala Harris. And she said she liked some of the stuff Joe Biden was saying. And then she talked to the mom. And the mom was like, I am not voting for Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I didn't vote for him in 2016. I wrote in John McCain. I'm like, okay. They get to dad. He's like, well, I didn't vote for anybody in 2016. They were like, so you didn't vote at all. He's like, I voted, but I didn't vote for one party. Like, I voted against the Democrats. Like, nigga, you voted for Donald Trump. And he was like, the the reporter was like, so you voted for Donald Trump. He was like, I mean, yeah. Like, nigga, just say you fucking voted for Trump. Like, ain't no shit going to change just by saying it. Like. I mean, clearly your wife and your daughter are looking at you like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking moron. 
So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.